All right, are you ready for some nitty gritty here today? This is gonna be a good one. We're really gonna deep dive into many questions that I'm asked, many challenges that people face when it comes time to switching out a traditional teaching career to possibly moving into a homeschooling business. When I am sharing this today, I want you to know that these can be very subjective. I do understand that. What I may consider a pro, you may consider a con and vice versa. However, just hear me out. I would love for you to hear my perspective and from my experience. I've learned some great lessons. I've learned some hard lessons. But when the day is done, I know that this is what I make it out to be. You guys, my life has changed. My life has changed for the better. And this is why I'm putting this podcast together for so many teachers that need hope, that need a solution, and that need an alternative. I'm not out to convince anybody. I'm not out to have people step into something that ultimately is not what's best for them. But I'm here to share with you an incredible opportunity for teachers, for children, and for families. However your mind takes this information and applies it to your life or your situation may be different than the way that I look at it. However, I am called to share this because there are people who are going to listen to this message and it is gonna resonate in their soul so deeply and it would be selfish of me not to share this information. So let's hit it. Welcome teacher to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Okay, let's start off with what I consider a pro, and that is being able to own my own business. It's customizable. If you want two kids, if you want 20 kids, if you need X amount of dollars for your income, it is so feasible. This is your business. If you need to make a certain amount of income, that is up to you. You are not capped out. You get to generate the type of income that your family needs. Now, for some people, that might be a con because they don't have business basics. They are concerned. They've never been an entrepreneur before. Prior to having this homeschool, I was so not an entrepreneur. I had started a little side business, but I was not a solo entrepreneur. My husband and I both stepped out in faith. He stepped out from the corporate world. I stepped out from the school system. We did this at the same time. 
I'm not opposing it, but I'm also not suggesting it. If you are thinking about doing that, please get a hold of me as soon as possible so that I can share with you the pros and cons of both of you and your spouse doing this at the same time for the first time. He stepped out to start a painting business. I stepped out of public school thinking that the side business that I had was going to get us through what we needed to get through that year. However, that wasn't the case. And then God opened the doors for us to have Lighthouse Learning. Our first year as Lighthouse Learning, I was doing this by myself. Thankfully, about six weeks into the school year, my mother-in-law stepped in after I had lost my grandfather unexpectedly. And it was rough for me to understand the basics of being an entrepreneur, having an LLC, the tax, the business expenses, all of the decisions that come along with it. I didn't have anyone to turn to. Thankfully, God gave me wisdom through people and through that experience, which will be able to benefit other people. Having your own business allows you to choose the demographics of your homeschooling business, the age that you would like to serve, the needs of the children that you would like to serve. You get to choose your days, your times, your hours. You're able to choose how you structure your school, run your school, your vision, your mission, the curriculum, how you wanna serve families. Do you wanna do this part-time? Do you wanna do this full-time? Are you able to homeschool two to three other children? Or are you wanting to homeschool 20 to 30 students? Guess what? It's your business and you get to choose that. But there are some business basics that do come along as you step out to create this. I can definitely share with you all that I have learned. My first year, I really did not know how many students I would be able to take on. I was unfamiliar with how to make this work. Of course, I was a teacher, so I knew that I could fulfill the mission, but I didn't know the ins and the outs and the how-tos of business basics. I spent tons of time researching, learning, reading books, watching YouTube videos, trying to call people for expert advice. It is an absolute desire to be able to help other teachers save the time and the effort so that you can get the business basics underway and then you can teach and shine your light the way that you want to. In a previous episode, I talked about healthcare, 401k, sick days, yes, All of that does have to be considered when you take on your own type of business. Are there ways around this? Absolutely. Look at all of the self-employed people in this world. They make provisions in these areas, and I have had to as well. But in the previous episode, I believe that is episode number three. I discussed these in a little bit more depth because they were definite fears that were keeping me away from starting my own school. As an entrepreneur, you also understand that there is no paid time off. However, as a teacher entrepreneur, the nights, the weekends, the holidays, the summer, they're still yours. That's the trade-off. A lot of people will say, I don't wanna leave my teaching job because it's so convenient for my family It's so convenient as a mother. It is. That's what I love about 
having this homeschooling business as well. At Lighthouse Learning, I still have a typical schedule that mimics the public school system. For an example, the same holidays, the same breaks, even teacher work days, I have scheduled those in as well. And of course, summer break, spring break, Thanksgiving break, winter break. I'm not trading off. If I were to go work somewhere else, I might have to sacrifice my summers, my weekends, but we don't have to do that as we move from a traditional teaching career to having your own homeschooling business. That's such a plus. It's a great trade-off that still remains consistent with what you're used to. As far as paid time off, I know when I'm not going to get paid, just like I did as a teacher. So as that entrepreneurial aspect, I'm not concerned with paid time off or not being paid for the time that I have off because it's consistent with the income that I have set for the school year and the time off that I have as well. So I just budget accordingly, just like I did when I worked in the school system. As an entrepreneur, you know that you don't always have free time. As a teacher, we knew that we still didn't have, quote, free time after hours, but I will say that I have a lot more free time than I ever had when I was working in a public school. And the reason being is because I have put systems in place to allow boundaries and successful tactics within the day, within the week, within the month that allow me more free time after school. And think about it. I'm not commuting to school. I'm not commuting back home because my homeschool is in my home. I consider that a plus. My husband considers that a pro as well. Many people may say, I don't want to do that in my home, but I love working from home. If you do not want to have your homeschooling business in your home, great news. If that's a con for you, you can make it a pro. So let's dive into that for a minute. Let's talk about whether or not a homeschooling business has to be in your home. Well, it doesn't. And although I like for the homeschool to be in my home right now, eventually I have a vision of having the homeschool like maybe in a building in my backyard, something of that nature, because I love for the children to be learning outdoors. I love the fact that they can have so many life skills infused into our day, such as swimming, riding bikes, playing basketball, taking walks around the neighborhood. I absolutely love that opportunity. Now, please make sure you are staying abreast on when our episodes come out because they come out on Tuesdays and Fridays. And in episode seven, I'm going to talk about the alternatives to having a homeschooling business in your home. Now, the overhead is very low. That's a pro, having the homeschooling business in your home. The parents drop their children off to me, so there is no commuting. And I'm not paying rent at another location, and I don't have to find another space. For me, that's a pro. However, some people do not have the space, and they may say, well, that's a con. And by the way, this is a disclaimer that I do not have this big, fancy home, you all. I'm here to say that if I can do this in my home... You can do this anywhere, okay? I just want to make that very loud and clear that my home is a fixer-upper home and we don't live on acres and acres of property. We make do with the best that we have. Yes, we have a swimming pool and we live in a neighborhood. As a matter of fact, right next to an elementary school and a middle school, 
but we also have a park in our neighborhood. So that's where I take the children to play if they're not playing in my backyard or swimming or like I mentioned, going on walks, things of that nature. This is what's so wonderful about having your own business is that what you might consider a con, you can make it into a pro. Yes, my house has changed, but guess what? It's changed for the better. I take care of my home differently now. I take more pride in my home because my home is also now my business. It's still my sanctuary. It's still my place of rest. It's still where my children play and enjoy and have their friends come over. It's still where my husband works from home at times, but it's also a ministry to others. So for me, having a homeschool in my home has been a humongous blessing. I still have the dream of building something in our backyard to where it's offset from the home, but I still love having this homeschool in my home because I'm able to teach so many incredible life skills. Every day at the end of the day, the students are responsible for cleaning our school, making sure that it is a safe and beautiful environment for learning the next day. They're disinfecting, they're cleaning, they're putting everything away. I love being able to teach the students how to cook and to bake with them and they just get to be a part of life with us. My time does look different, but it looks different for the better and it feels different for the better. Do I still put in some hours after school? Sure, but not like I used to. And really, it's only because I choose to, not because I have to. Do my weekends look different? Absolutely. I used to spend hours upon hours upon hours. I think I've said it before that I believe maybe a handful of times that I remember not working on the weekend, but then feeling as if I wasn't prepared for the week ahead. I do not feel like that now. Of course, at the beginning of the year, this is the first month of our second year. Yes, I'm putting in a little bit more time. I'm learning about new students. I have a new curriculum but it's all for the better. And I know that it's not gonna last forever and I'm still energized enough to put in the extra work that I need to. Do I have to? Not necessarily. This year as well, having your own business, you get to hire when you feel it's time to hire. And I have an incredible assistant whom I worked with at public school for two years and she came on board to work at Lighthouse Learning and together we're able to design this school the way that we feel is best for our teaching style and for our student. Another pro that I have that is very near and dear to me is my mental health and my energy. I do not battle the anxiety that I used to have, the overwhelming amount of pressure or the fatigue. Do I get tired sometimes? Yes, but is it that teacher tired? Oh my goodness, I need to go home. I'm driving home and everything is foggy type of tired? No, my goodness gracious, I used to leave school and not even know how I got home. The beginning of my career, the middle of my career, and the end of my career. Oh my goodness. I have been able to retain my energy and I love the fact that I am able to 
physically move more than what I did when I was teaching in school, which also helps with my energy. I remember driving home from school. It was about three days after school had started a couple years ago, and I saw this woman. She was running, and I thought, oh my gosh, I miss running so badly. I loved running during the summer. I had the energy, and now I don't even know when I'm going to go on a run again. I'm just so tired, and I have so much work to do, and I do not feel like that anymore. However, I still get tired. I'm human. We're caregivers, right? Safety is a big pro. Safety is a big pro. I don't have this airy feeling anymore. And I don't want to bring up sensitive subjects, but we all know that safety is a priority for ourselves and for our children. When the world is screaming, these fearful scenarios, this restlessness that we have in our spirit, our children don't have to experience that. Our children don't have to have this constant talk about intruders, social distancing, COVID. I understand that that's all a part of life and it's the world is is just coming at us so hard to be able to give children and families a place where they can just be children and not have to worry about all of these big scary fears in the world. It's such a refreshing experience. Another pro, and this doesn't have to mean that it needs to be in your home, depending on the way that you set up your homeschooling business, you can offer field trips, excursions for your students, which is what I have within my homeschool, and offer opportunities for the students to learn outside. In addition, depending on how you set up your homeschooling business, you could have a homeschooling business that just specializes in your expertise or in your qualified area. For an example, you could have a unit studies homeschool. You could have an all-in-one curriculum homeschool, which is what I have. You could do multi-age if you want to stick with the upper elementary, middle school, high school, early learning. You can do that as well. If you are a teacher that works with special education students, you are desperately needed, desperately needed. And I'm going to do another episode specifically about your amazing gifts that can be implemented into your homeschool. But you can also do a homeschool that just specializes in art or culture studies, science, STEM. Really, you can make it the way that you want to make it. And differing from a homeschool co-op, though, I do want to say that there is a difference in a homeschool co-op. This isn't the show for this, but really, as the homeschooling business that I'm discussing, I'm mainly focused on teachers building a homeschooling business that is consistent and where you are the main private tutor for this family. You're offering your expertise and services for whatever family or demographics that you choose. Now, can they still have their children participate in homeschool co-ops and things of that nature? Absolutely. You must remember that homeschooling is also known as home education, which means that education takes place anywhere other than a brick and mortar school. So it doesn't have to be in a home. It can be in a space in a church. And please remember, the homeschooling population is increasing anywhere between 10 and 20%. And that was actually before COVID. Right now, the statistics are varying, but it is absolutely even more than what it was prior to COVID. You could look up many different websites. They're going to give you a different analytic. However, I'm seeing that the homeschool population has predominantly, even after COVID, increased between 20 to 30%. 
It could be even more, but that's what I'm really seeing on average whenever I go to investigate. The overhead is also very low, which is a pro. And in order to keep it low, the parents pay for the curriculum and any type of memberships or online learning. And to be honest with you, when the parents are investing in their children's education like this, they are willing to pay for products and services that allow their child to receive this optimal result. And there's such a variety in what you can choose to help parents in this area. Now, as I mentioned before, that some of these topics can be a mindset difference in you and your colleagues or yourself and myself, but I would say that one con that you may face is that you really have to educate parents. Some parents are going to be doing this for the first time, homeschooling their child, and they feel fearful or they don't know where to go. So you are going to need to be abreast on educating the parents about your services and the advantages of homeschooling or the proper way that you can help their family, such as with test requirements or curriculum guidelines. You will need to make sure that you research and stay abreast on those areas that require some questions and answers. In addition, you will need to consider strategies for marketing your services. Now, thankfully, all of the students that I have have come just from word of mouth. I've never spent any amount of money on advertising. I have a Facebook page, Lighthouse Learning, where parents can obviously see what we do in my homeschool. However, I did not have that whenever I started. Not, no, 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 no. I didn't have anything, nothing but word of mouth. I just started calling some other teachers and saying, hey, if you know so-and-so or you know anyone who would be interested in this, because obviously teachers have connections with families and, and children. And so those were my first resources in order to spread the word. But literally, this is a funny story. I had someone drive by my house and that's exactly how I got my very first student. A teacher friend drove by my house. I told her what I was doing. She knew a friend. They called me and that's how I got my very first student. Now, as you're starting off, this may be something that's very new to you. Understanding what it means to homeschool a child or the state laws or the requirements. To be honest, that took up the biggest chunk of time before I even opened the doors to any students, obviously, because I needed to know what I was doing and if I could even do it. But I did have to spend some time really researching and studying educational regulations. And truth be told, that's just a click of a button and you can go and explore those options through your Department of Education. But to be honest with you, when I was doing this all by myself for the very first time and not know anyone who was doing this, it felt like a very overwhelming project. If you need assistance in looking up regulations, testing requirements, things of that nature, I am more than happy to help you send me a DM through Facebook or through Instagram. However, a pro to that is that depending on your state, you do not have to teach to state expectations. You do not have to worry about state testing at the end of the year, which promotes so much freedom. But even if your area, your state, requires that you assess children at the end of the year, you have so much freedom in choosing what type of assessment you 
are going to administer to those students. Actually, it's the parent's decision, so you will need to be able to explain the options. But typically, this is exactly why parents want their children to be homeschooled because they don't want their children to have to be taught according to the state requirements. However, there are requirements that do have to be remembered and implemented, but it's not as big and scary as what you may think that it is. And as I wrap up this episode, I'm going to give you a few more cons and a few more pros just in a list. The cons, I really got to say, is this mindset shift from what we've been taught. That was the hardest and it still is very hard to get out of my mind what I have been trained to do and how to teach. And I'm not saying that it was all bad. Of course it wasn't. However, it's not applicable for every single situation. And so I will constantly hear myself say, that's not how we did it in school. That's not how we did it in school. But that's exactly why I got out of teaching in school. And we could go into multiple episodes about that. So we're going to have to deep dive into that sooner than later. In addition, with this type of homeschooling business, you do have to account for if you are sick. And in that situation, you know, I do have someone that I have hired. I do have to devise a plan and communicate with parents and make sure that, you know, there are systems in place for if you get sick or another child gets sick or God forbid someone has to be quarantined. You do have to devise a plan and communicate that with parents. But when parents are told how you are going to structure this up front, it really really leads to clarity in making arrangements in advance before something like that should ever occur. And last but not least, another scenario that may tip you off your rocker a little bit is that you are making the decisions on your own starting out. Unless you are working with someone else, you are going to have to make some big lofty decisions on your own. I felt that was the hardest part, but thankfully I do have a remarkable husband and wonderful family and friends that I could bounce some ideas off of. I did not have another teacher friend that I could share this with because no one had had this experience before. But the great news is I am excited for more and more teachers coming and asking me for advice and building a community together. It's really going to be a beautiful thing that teachers have one another to sharpen each other as we start transitioning and making these sweet little schools and businesses for the future generations. And I got to hit us off with this. I'm so grateful that with this type of business, I did not have to trade my nights, my weekends, my holidays, or my summer. I'm so grateful that I am able to infuse in such a variety and make this experience the way that works for my teaching style and the students that I serve. I do feel that my mental health has increase significantly in a positive way. The safety, the illnesses, the bullying that children have to often face in larger schools, we don't have to face that here. There's so much more wiggle room to stop and talk about any concerns that might come up. They're so blessed to have exposure to so many life skills and conversations without the hustle and bustle. There's flexibility, not just for myself, but for the children and for the parents. Oh my goodness, the parents absolutely love the flexibility they have said to me before, this is freedom. If they get their kid to school late one day, no big deal. If they have to miss a day, not a big deal. The parents are also very, very involved in a very healthy way. We have very close relationships and it's just so wonderful to be able to see the whole child. You really get to know these children so well. If there's a child that has a learning disability or has had a negative school experience, 
This is another great alternative for these types of children or if you want to specialize in servicing children who have gone through any maybe trauma or struggle with learning, you can offer really great personalized education and it's just a really new, I can't really say that it's new, but it's a new way for teachers to embrace their teaching gift and employ this for our children to love learning and feel more confident and successful. I hope that I have shed some light today on building your own homeschooling business. I'm sure that there are so many questions. I'm constantly getting texts and phone calls right now. Please make sure no matter where you are from, if it's another state in the U.S., if it's another country, Canada, Australia, Africa, it doesn't matter. You can do this wherever you are. And I hope that you feel empowered to do so. Make sure you hit that subscribe button at the top right of the podcast app. It's a little check mark. That way you can be notified in your podcast app when we have a new episode, which is every Tuesday and Friday. And if there's anything specific that you'd like for me to talk about, I am here for you. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. You are awesome. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way. Because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.